up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. Today we are going to be breaking down the rest of the top 32 bracket only on stats. But before we get into that, let's get into Tree Sevia. And the way he talked about it before we even hopped on was how good this one is. And I'm going to need pen and paper because it's three players and I'm probably not going to guess it. Yeah, so first off, I never said it was that good. And two, I never said you weren't going to guess it. So, you so were one for three, one let for me just there. not upsell you. That's all right. Yep, yep, that's fair. You're in marketing now, so I get what you're trying to do, and so I appreciate it. All right, so let's just get it dive, dive into this. Like you said, there's three players. There's some stats. I want to hear who you think these players are, who you want leading your team, so on and so forth. So we are going to talk about the most passing yards that these players have in a season. So player A had 33 touchdowns. His he how many receiving wide re, uh, sorry, how many receivers had 800 plus yards? He had zero of them. His leading rusher was had 766 yards. And the team achievement was a Super Bowl win. Player B had 32 touchdowns. How many? He had 32. He had two players, two receivers with 800 plus yards. His leading rusher had 1,251 yards. And the team achievement was a Super Bowl loss. The third player, player C, had 30 touchdowns. He had three receivers with 800-plus yards. His leading rusher was had 1,357 yards. Say that one more time. 1,357 yards. And the team achievement was finishing second place in their division. Okay. Sorry for the pause there. You are all right. Wow. So I guess those three extra touchdowns <laughs> and a running back not doing very well gets you a Super Bowl. Pretty much going obviously, with these stats. Obviously showing that the team probably overall is better, but uh, maybe defensively and whatnot. But yeah, to me, the stats are pretty similar, right? Like they're not. There's not that big of a difference besides. Maybe player A just didn't have as many receiving weapons, so maybe the 33 touchdowns was more impressive. Did uh, he have multiple receiving weapons and just spread the ball around to where none of them had over 800 yards, and they didn't really need the running back to rush very much, so that's why he only had 766? Um, yes and no. Like I, I didn't consider this receiving core good, but he has weapons on the team. Sure, yes. So let's go off of who do you think these players are? <laughs> I mean, ha ha ha. Um, when I mean, when were these stats? These are have all been in the last five years. Okay, that's what I needed to hear. Um, so I'm gonna say a Tom Brady. No. Okay. Um, Nick Foles or Carson Wentz for a. Carson Wentz. 
There's no way Nick Foles had 33 passing touchdowns. I guess that's a good point. But I was looking at it as like either one of, you know, with the Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl win. Um, Okay, then. So that's a. Wow, who's a running back to have 700? Was it Joseph Adai? No, at that point, it was Blunt at that point. Wow. And think about it. 33 passing touchdowns, didn't have any 800-yard receivers and whatnot, and he missed the final three games of the season, four games of the season, because he tore his ACL. Wow, and he was having a heck of a year that year, too. Would have won the MVP that year, 100%. no doubt about it. Okay, so B, so B, you have 32 touchdowns, two receivers over 800 yards, 1,251 rushing yards, and you lose the Super Bowl. That's got to be Tom Brady. It is not Tom Brady. So I'm thinking of a team who's been to the Super Bowl and the running back had an impressive season. Is this Matt Ryan? It is not Matt Ryan. That's a good guess, though. Or is that that one running back or just rushing yards for the team? That is one running back. Definitely going to be the. What in the world is going on with my stuff here? Yeah. Who did you say? Who did you, who did you think it was? Jimmy Garoppolo. Did um, it cut out on you? It did yeah, cut I, out I mean, on me. But, but no. I was thinking not. like if you combined rushing yards for like the running backs for the team. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that part. I just didn't hear the player. So, but no, it is not Jimmy G. Within the last five years. Is it going to be like Russell Wilson? It is not. Peyton Manning, he's not going to be in the last five years. I'm trying to think who is who else has Tom Brady been playing in the Super Bowl recently? Because I mean, this last year was Cam Newton. Nope. Nope. That was before. I guess that wouldn't be because we're only on Super Bowl 50. You're going to tell me the answer on this one. I'm going to be upset. Jared Goff. Oh my God. Yeah. Todd Gurley, duh. I knew I was forgetting a team. I knew I was forgetting a team. Yep, Jared Goff. Just the, I mean, I guess if you play for the Rams, I'm going to forget about you. Uh, Aaron Donald completely forgot about you the other day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I got roasted by Mello for it, too. (laughs) He comes up to me, he goes, hey, listen to your podcast the other day. I'm like, hey, thanks, man. What do you think? He goes, how the fuck did you not know it was Aaron Donald? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you know what, man? I get in moments of stress. And I just start rattling off teams, and I try and run through every team in a division as fast as I can to think of a playmaker. I was like, that's how I got Hayward. Or, uh, uh, Cameron Jordan. Yes, thank you, Cameron Jordan. From the Saints was because I thought of him, but like I got to the division, I was like, yeah, there's no one else in the, in the West because I said Chandler Jones, but completely yeah. slipped Aaron Donald. So let's get back to this tree, Sylvia, though. So in this player, player C, 30 touchdowns, three receivers over 800 yards, a running back. They had 1,357 rushing yards and placed second in the division. And this is within the last five years as well? It is. You want to at least give me a division? No. Or a conference? Or a conference? NFC. NFC. Okay. But within the last five years, I mean, there's just so many freaking options. So many options. Running backs from within the NFC. 
There's part of me that just wants to throw in the towel. Just hear the answer. You're throwing in the towel a lot lately, and the answer is <laughs> Dak Prescott. Good for Dak. Fuck you, Trees. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I mean, uh, I wasn't going to guess that it was Dak. Um, <laughs> man, you just really got to – my ribs hurt, honestly. Like, yeah. and, so does, and so do my knees because that was a low blow. It was a low blow. And you you know what's great is inside jokes are perfect for podcasts because everybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So that, that's great news for I us. mean, just bottom line, Madden freaking sucks. Like, I, I can't stand Madden. I play it over and over and over and over. I get used to it, and I'm like, hey, let me play my buddies. And my buddies, Treese, just decides to play the power run game. And I like to come in heavy with the free safety. And instead of making the tackle, my defensive player runs right past the running back. I mean, just, just, just he goes and scores a touchdown run in the other way. Trees runs like three straight plays, three touchdowns. Defense, unbelievable. Can't pass the ball. It was ugly. It got ugly. It, yeah. I, went, I had to go to bed, and I went to you bed. Did. You did go to bed. And then you had to apologize today about it. So it's all right, though. It's whoa, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not have to apologize. I wanted to apologize. It would it would have ate you alive if you didn't apologize with the way it ended last night. Yep, yep, for sure. The silence, the silence says everything. Just takes a drink. Just takes a sip of a drink. <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh. talk about. So um, Austin and I have been sitting here. We were gonna do it last episode. We didn't. We're going to talk about it now. So we want to just talk about what's going on in America. Uh, we know that this is a football podcast, but uh, the way I see it is this is our platform. This is a way for us to get things out, like not only just our Twitter account or our Instagram account and whatnot, but like this is a, a vocal part for us. So um, if you do not want to hear about this, I just – Press the fast forward button a few times and then we'll get into the bracket. But if you do want to hear about it, keep on listening. So, um, we we didn't really have like a set like, hey, this is our statement, right? Like we didn't have that. We just wanted us to be able to talk from talk from the heart how we really feel. Um, I'll start. So, I mean, there's no secret. Utah is honestly one of the whitest states in America. Right. There's only like three states, I think, that are have less minority than Utah. Um, So for me, it's you. I just don't see it as much as as other people. Like, I just don't as much as other states. It's just the that's just a fact. Right. Um, That does not mean that I did not care and I did not understand what's going on. Maybe there's a lot of parts that I wasn't understanding, though. And this is really shown and it's really shown like what some people are going through and it honestly breaks my heart and I have no problem with the protests and honestly, even the riots because the protests don't work. Like they just don't. Um, it's, it's shown that it doesn't. I mean, the easy answer is look at what Kaepernick did and it didn't work and it hasn't worked. And even before that in the 1980s and the nineties, the silence protest and, it just didn't work. So I can understand why people are doing that. Um, I really can. 
Um, I don't always, you know, I got the looting and stuff. Like it, it's hard for me, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's exactly the answer. Like I just don't, but also I can understand why people are trying to do it, trying to make it so people understand and get their voices out and stuff. So it's hard for me. Like, and I honestly, like I'm all for it and it's equality. Like it just needs to be there for everybody in, in the world, not just America. And I don't care if it's what race you are, what religion, uh, what sex you are. Like to me, it's like, we all just need to be treated equal and fair and, because you have a badge, that doesn't mean that you get to just do whatever you want and get away with things. And that's not that's not why – I mean maybe it is why some people became police officers, and it's tough. And you hope that that's not why. You hope that they're here to, for the good reason and to help people and save lives and be there to help the community. And the videos have just honestly broke my heart a little bit. So that's my initial statement here. Um, I'll let you talk so I don't just talk the whole time. But that's my initial thoughts and uh, feelings on it. No, I mean, I think everything you're saying is is on track of kind of where I want to go as well. Um, But I don't I mean, like Tree said, I don't have an exact statement on this. Um, I know I have a lot of feelings towards it. Um, I have a lot of I'm from a small town of like 700 people. Um, I primarily grew up in a all-white city, all-white school, all-white teachers, all-white leaders. I didn't come across any people of color until I went to college. Um, and that's kind of when a lot of these um, social justices and mistreatment from cops towards people of color really became more aware. And I saw the effects that it had on people that I went to school with, friends that I had made, um, people that I were that I was close with and had even worked with at the time, uh, working in a restaurant. I was a, as a server at a restaurant in college. Um, I've had a lot of conversations. I've had, I used to have a poor point of view on a lot of things. Um, coming from a small town, it just it's because I wasn't. How do I say this? I wasn't presented or I wasn't aware of issues going on. You hear about it and then you hear about Black Lives Matter. And my response used to be, well, hey, guess what? All lives matter. Like, I don't I don't get why we have to just single out the black lives because all lives do matter. And then I would get to the mindset of, well, if you just would listen to the cops, this wouldn't happen. That used to be my mindset. And I just used to I used to stick with that. But I wasn't vocal about it. It was just my mindset. But over time of being in school and hearing about these and seeing this happen, being in school while the Ferguson thing happened, uh, a lot of, you know, the school that I went to, Missouri State, has a lot of students that are from Kansas City, from St. Louis. I'm a, I'm a white kid from southern Missouri of a town of 700 people. I didn't understand their pain. I didn't understand the differences that they experience just because they're a different color because I was never around anyone that had color. I then graduated college and I moved to Kansas City. Some of those thoughts still kind of carried over with me. I go into a job and it's the first job I've had at a college and guess what? I have a female boss. I have coworkers that are people of color and they're very vocal about their thoughts and feelings. And so I decided to just be upfront and go, hey, this is how I were raised. This was my thoughts on this. 
what like like let's talk through it and we did we had it we shut the door to the office and we had i think like an hour two hour talk and they just they kind of talked me through everything and explained it and at that time i think i was still upset about hearing it for the first time because it was like why am i not hearing or seeing this anywhere else but the true reality is is because i wasn't doing any of my own research you know what i mean i wasn't doing any of my own work i would just hear and be like and eh, okay like sure but the like seeing this with george floyd and the other instances that have taken place across america it's become more and more aware to me that there's a huge problem in this country that has never gone away and it goes all the way back to slavery and i've been having a lot of talks with people from back home about this and they're upset that i bring that up hey that was then this is now well guess what that is, is like, that's exactly right. It was then and this is now. So why do we still have these problems? So what I, I guess my point here that I'm trying to make is I used to have a poor point of view on this. But through time and conversations and accepting the fact that my point of view was wrong, mine has changed. And I now understand the Black Lives Movement. I now understand why Black Lives do matter because for the longest time they were overlooked. And you can still say to this day that they are overlooked. And that's why everyone in this country is mad and upset and frustrated. Because it continues to happen over and over and over. How can a man go on a jog in his community, stops and looks at a house? Who hasn't stopped and looked at a house that's being built just to check it out and see what it looks like? Someone comes up with a, a false accusation and chases him down, gets out of a vehicle and shoots him point blank range. While someone else is sitting in the back of a truck shooting as well. How does that how does that make any sense? The person didn't do anything wrong. What this officer did was absolutely wrong. You have three other officers holding him down. I mean, I don't have I don't feel like I need to explain it, but I feel like it also needs to be said. That officer had an opportunity to listen to the crowd that was standing there, asking him to move. He decided not to stand up and change his position and help his fellow officers. But that's exactly what we need to do. We need to stand up put ourselves in a better position to help our fellow Americans and people in this country to bring equality to everybody. Yep. And especially the black lives matter movement. Now, when you go to terms of the rioting and the looting, I'm not a fan of the looting because I feel like a lot of people are suffering through this after just getting over Corona. And even in time, I mean, people work their lives to build a business and now it's getting destroyed over something that they probably, that they most likely support as well. So that being taken from them, it, it sucks. I mean, it, it honestly, that I, I do not like the fact that people are destroying other people's property because they're upset. But at the same time, I understand it. Like, I get why it's taking place. Because, I mean, how many times do we want someone to have a peaceful protest, but then we're like, ah, no, nah, not that way. Uh, I shouldn't say we. I mean, how many times do people have a peaceful protest and others respond with, don't do it like that? We don't like that. It's, it's because it's uncomfortable, but that's the point of a, a protest is to make exactly. it uncomfortable. It's to make you see another side of things because you're not willing to do it on your own. So when you have an overload of people marching down a street with the same point of view, yelling and telling you you're wrong, this is not right, at some point you need to take a step back or maybe just look around and see and say, hey – I'm wrong. And it's okay to say you're wrong. It's okay to understand that you are not thinking 
in the right state of mind that you are making poor decisions and you have a false set of opinions that have been built over time that's been presented to you because you have not taken or made the effort to look elsewhere for those for, to, the, to those other outlooks. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And I mean, it's, it's not there and it's, it's going to take a long time to get to where we all want it. Where I think a lot of Americans want it to be. Right. Yeah. But I feel like it is actually taking that first step of like, OK, like everybody's noticing this. Like you look and if you put on a map and you colored in the map of what cities and what states are having riots and having protest, you're going to have every state and it's going to yes. be a lot of people. And how often do we have America aligned like this? Like I think on that one topic, on one topic. Right. Like I and think that it, topic it, it, is. Just the mistreatment of, of black people. I mean, it just, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I think it's great. Like, again, so I think we're on the same page. Like, looting, yeah, maybe not the exact right way, but we actually, we also still understand it. Uh, we're all for this movement, and we're all for the protests and everything. So um, this is the first time we've talked about it. So this was yeah. actually a really good conversation for us. So, and I feel right. like there's like a lot more. And let's let's here before we move on, because I still feel like there's the reason that the looting is not appreciated in an aspect is because it overshadows the true message that is trying to be made in this country. People are prejudged just because the color of their skin. Actions are taken against people of color. Thoughts are made against people of color because of the color of their skin. Yes. I mean, is there is there any better way that I can say that? No, there's no better way to say it. And the Colin Kaepernick kneeing thing, that's not disrespectful to the country. Like it's it's flag. not it's not disrespectful to the flag. It's not disrespectful to the troops, the veterans the people who sacrificed their lives for this country. That's appreciated. It It is and it always will be. He was told to take a knee from a man who was in the military and was a former Green Beret. Yeah, he's been vocal about this, how it is it has nothing to do with soldiers and disrespecting the flag. It has to do with police brutality. Yep. He, he can't say that enough. Like he's said it so many times. So um, it's rough to hear other people mention that and not understand what his point was and not understand. Like it, it was very vocalized by other players and, you know, Malcolm Jenkins um, is, was a big guy. You could see it in uh, what's that show called? Hmm? The, the Amazon show. I can't remember what it's called, but the, where they had the Eagles uh, all or nothing. Sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he did a big thing on that, and I thought it was well done, and like he's been very vocal about it. Obviously, Eric Reed has as well, and like they've been punished for it, and it's a silent, peaceful protest that just didn't work. Yeah, as sad I as mean, that is. And that's why we are seeing the reactions that we are today in America is because people are not being heard or listened to. Exactly. You can exactly. hear it, but you're not listening to it, or you can listen and you're not hearing it. Tomato, tomato. Either way, you're not listening. Yep. And if you decide to do nothing or you decide to see and hear it and do nothing, guess what? You're the problem. That's just a true fact of it. You're the problem if you decide to look at this 
and you want to blame something else for the reasoning on it. Agreed. Very much. Very much agree. So glad we are on the same page there. Glad we were able to discuss that. Um, if you are listening and you would like to have more of a conversation with either one of us, please shoot us a message. I will gladly have this conversation with others. I've had this conversation with family members. I've had this conversation with my youngest sister. I've had this conversation with someone that I grew up with that who was very meaningful to me in my time in high school. And I now have a different point of view of who they are as a person and where their values are at due to this topic because I had a conversation with them. So it's okay to have conversations. It's okay to admit that you're wrong. And guess what? At least you're having the conversation because that's the whole point of this. So as long as everyone's doing that, I think we're heading in the right direction. You love to see America come together on this. Um, but Teresa, is there anything else you want to add or should we just, should we get right into it? I don't, I don't have a, a good transition of moving on from that topic. Uh, everybody love everybody. And let's have some fun here on today's episode as we go through the rest of the top 32 bracket that Teresa's put together. Um, and he's having me pick which player is better than which only off stats, but I have no idea who the name is. Now, me and this big old head and this brain that's inside of it has figured out some of the players. I don't know how, but I have, and I'm happy that I have. teresa has been kind of upset that I maybe done that and won't and be like, I'm not telling you, which means that I'm right. So I still have no idea I say that, but the people that I guess I just voted out. So the remaining, what do we have, eight here? We're going to go through the final eight, or the elite eight, the final four, and then the championship round, and then I'm going to decide who the best player in the world is in the game of football, primarily off stats. Let's go ahead and get into it. We only got eight left. We do only have eight left. All right, so matchup number one. Um, first off, do, would you like to know the seeds of these as I say them? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, we're going cool. We're going the same order that we did last time, right? We are. And actually, okay. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say the seeds until after you pick. That's probably so, a good idea. That's okay. A good idea, actually. Yeah. So the first one is a quarterback running back duel. So the quarterback has a 67.6% completion percentage, 77,416 yards, 547 touchdowns. I've added a few more stats. I decided with the elite eight, let's add some playoff stats. And I'll repeat these every time, so you don't need to write them down if you don't want to. Um, his playoff record is 8-8. Eight and eight. He has one Super Bowl. Uh, he has – he's averaging 310 passing yards per game in the playoffs in those 16 games. Wow. And um, his Super Bowl game, he had 287 yards and two touchdowns. Player two is a running back. He only got back. one Super Bowl win. Correct. Okay. Um, player two has 12,279 rushing yards, 6,875 rushing yards, 136 touchdowns, which we've been going off of. Now in the playoffs, he's 7-5 and five in the playoffs, has a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl loss. Uh... Some of his best games, or so his Super Bowl win, he had 107 yards on 15 touch touches, and then in the Super Bowl loss, he had 130 yards on 21 touches, and he's averaging 94 yards per game in the playoffs. 
Rosters. Okay. Okay, so... This is going to get tough, because now I have stats written all over this piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> so, primarily just looking at their career. I mean, do, these playoff stats are included in their career stats, right? Do you have uh, that? Yeah, is that? They are. They are, yes. Okay, so... Let's try this here. 77,000 yards versus 12,000 yards plus another six receiving. Good, 136 touchdowns. So the quarterback's only been to one Super Bowl. who's eight and eight in the playoffs. This running back's been to two Super Bowls. is seven and five in the playoffs. I have to take the quarterback here. I know he only went to one Super Bowl, but he won that Super Bowl. The yardage and the amount of touchdowns that he's thrown, I mean, that just it speaks volume at a 67.6% completion percentage. In case you can't oh, do the math, that's three less than 70. Pretty freaking good. All right. Okay. So that means the 22 seed moves on to the final four. Wow. Which means you just knocked off the 14 seed. Do you want to know the player that you just knocked off? Sure. Marshall Falk. Wow. All that right. Those receiving yards. <laughs> Tough right. name to hear there. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. We have two wide receivers. So wide receiver one has 1,378 catches, 1,783 yards, and 120 touchdowns. Um, in the playoffs, he is five and four. He averages 105 yards per game in the playoffs. Um, his best playoff game ever, he had eight catches for 176 yards. In his super, in his best Super Bowl game, he had seven catches for 127 yards. How many Super Bowls did he play in? He played in one Super Bowl. I thought it would be more because you were like his best <laughs> Super Bowl game. <laughs> Sorry, that's just the way I wrote down the stat. So, so. His best All Super right. Bowl game, also known as and the okay. only Super Bowl game. Okay. Yes. Um, Second wide receiver. Had 1,549 catches, 22,895 yards, 197 touchdowns. In the playoffs, he went 17 and 12. Averaged 78 yards per game. Uh, his best playoff game is actually his best Super Bowl game as well, and he had 11 catches for 215 yards. How many Super Bowls did he play in? Uh, five. What's his Super Bowl record? Uh, I five and zero. Oh. player two <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah i mean we know who it is we didn't know who it is that's why i didn't want to give away the super bowl thing but that's all right it's fine <laughs> i just wanted it's to fine. see your face <laughs> as soon as i said what's a super bowl record i just i didn't i don't think i looked at you but i could just tell you were like ah oh, damn it <laughs> yep <laughs> damn it. all right okay next one other side of the bracket we have two running backs against each other so player one has 3,062 carries, 
15,269 yards, 97 touchdowns. He had a 1-5 record in the playoffs, averaged 82 yards per game. His best playoff game, he had 29 touches for 169 yards. Player two. Player two had uh, 169. Nice. Player two had 3,174 touches, had 13,684 yards rushing, 145 touchdowns. You add 4,772 receiving yards to that. Um, he had a five and five record in the playoffs, averaged 89 yards per game and his best playoff game. He had 125 yards on 25 touches with two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yes. What was the record for the first running back? And one, in, do you know? One in five. One in five? Holy shit. Ooh, excuse that if you heard it. Um, okay, here we go. So, player B had more rushing attempts, had less yardage, had a good average, 145 touchdowns versus 97 touchdowns. Best game, 29 touchdowns. 169 yards was one for five in the playoffs. Player two, five for five. They went ten times. Best game, they had 89. No. No. What they is averaged, this? They averaged 89 yards per game in the playoffs. Okay, that's right. That's right. But the their best game was 125 yards for two touchdowns and 25 touches. Yes. I really think I need to go player two because they had more touchdowns in their career. They had more playoff games. Yeah, it looks like there's less yardage over the span of their career. Yeah, I think I'm taking player two here, man. Okay. So I realized I didn't say who was knocked out in the last round. So round in, in the Elite Eight, you had Marshall Falk, the first one. The next yep. one was Larry Fitzgerald. So you had Larry Fitz in the top, your Elite Eight. And then you just eliminated Barry Sanders. Okay, moving on. The running on. back that I picked, is it Emmett Smith? I'm not going to tell you anything. Yes. Okay, moving on. So the next one is um, two quarterbacks. So quarterback one played in 266 games, had a 65.3 completion percentage, threw for 71,946 yards, 539 touchdowns, 251 interceptions. In the playoffs, 14 and 13, 272 yards per game. Say that again, 14 and 13. Yep, 272 yards per game. Um, his best, they both of these players have been to multiple Super Bowls, and this is his, this is the player's best Super Bowl appearance. He had a 66% completion percentage, 333 yards. One touchdown, one interception, and an 88.5 completion percentage. His best playoff game, he had an 85% completion percentage, 
377 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions with a 158.3 passer rating. Okay, so you gave me the best Super Bowl game and the best playoff game. Correct. Oh, buddy. Okay. Just trying to give you as many stats as possible. Noticed. You makes good it with kind that? of harder. <laughs> it makes it, it harder. <laughs> it does. I'm trying yeah. to make it harder. Right. Right. Let's go okay. to the next one. Um, the same stats we've been going off of: 63.8 completion percentage, 74,571 yards, 551. 51 touchdowns, 179 interceptions. I thought it was 541. Uh, 541, that's what I said, right? Okay. Yeah. You said 51, yeah. but it's 41. Oh, sorry. 41. Yeah, I'm going off what I've written down before. I don't know the player. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did I tell you on the last one? Did I give you their playoff record? Um, you no, did not. Gave, okay. I just gave you the yards. Okay. Um. This player averages 278 yards per game. Wait, you did give me their playoff record. Okay, 30 and 11. Holy shit. 278 <laughs> what? Yeah. 278 <laughs> yards per game. His best. I have to say that again. I'm sorry. 30 and 11. Correct. How many? How many yards? What? He averaged. 278 yards per game. His best okay. Super Bowl game was, um, in, and these are my opinions of best Super Bowl games. Both of you guys, guys have multiple, and they're just what I think was the best. 58% completion percentage, 505 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. With a hundred and fifteen point four pass uh, QBR, his best playoff game. That was his 70, best Super Bowl game. Yeah, five hundred and five yards. Yeah. Damn it! I know who this is. Okay, best playoff game. Seventy-seven percent completion percentage, three hundred and sixty-three yards, six touchdowns, one interception. With 137.6 QBR. 100 what? 137.6. They had one interception in that game? They did. Who the hell did they play? I don't remember off the top of my head. Man. I mean, I know who this player is just due to the fact that he threw for 500 yards in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Man, it's playoff right. I mean, I mean, 30 and 11 as a playoff record almost just automatically makes them win. I mean, I am going to pick player two. Uh, I mean, the stats are better all the way around, um, except for their, you know, the completion percentage over the length of their career. But this guy isn't over yet. But, you know, more touchdowns, less interceptions. Um 30, you won 30 playoff games. That is just absolutely absurd. But the other guy was 14 and 13. Is that what you said? Yep. Best game, less yards per play. 66 percentage, 58. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I have to pick player two, but these are – who's the other quarterback? Joe Montana? No, you, you got Joe Montana out early. That was Peyton Manning. Oh. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I should have done stats against each other. Now that I'm sitting through this, that would have been better. Like, that would have been intense. Damn it. Is that really who these... Look how I managed to do that. So, we're down to... Of course it's those two versus each other, though. Like, of Of course course. that's what it comes down to, and this guy wins it. Yep. Okay, so we were down to the final four. We have... Two quarterbacks, one wide receiver, one running back. So it's a pretty good list. It is like a good, a pretty list. good array of players. It is. So let's just do this. Like, why don't you look through the first two guys that moved on? Because you now have those stats, right? Yep. So I don't think we need to repeat the stats on this round. Let's just tell me who you were taking out of the quarterback or the wide receiver. Whose stats and who do you think is a better all-time player? So, I mean, in all reality, you probably don't want me to do this, but because I have two quarterbacks left, like I, I have to judge the quarterbacks against each other on which one of those is better to go into the final round on. I mean, honestly. Why, why can they both not go in the final round? Well, because, I mean, one's against the running back and the other is against the receiver, so the stats are going to be a lot different. Yeah, but you got to judge it, this quarterback versus this wide receiver, and then this running back versus this wide re- or this quarterback. Like, comparing the two quarterback stats mean nothing because they're not playing each other right now. Okay, so this so this quarterback has 67% completion percentage, 77,000 yards, 547 touchdowns. In the playoffs, they were 8-8 eight eight with one Super Bowl. Best game was 287 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that was his Super Bowl game. Yeah. Okay. And then the receiver, <clears throat> 1,500 receptions, 1,500 receptions, or 22,000 yards, and 197 touchdowns. It was 17-12 and 12 in the playoffs. That was his record? That's what you told me? Yes. Went to five Super Bowls and was 5-0. and oh. oh, man. And in his best playoff game, he had 11 receptions and 215 yards? Yes. Oh, man. Did he have any touchdowns that game? He did not. But he had 215 receiving yards. Yep. Jesus. But over their career, they have 1,500 receptions. But this quarterback has 77. Hey, this is hard, dude. This is really, really, really hard. I'm sorry. He had one touchdown in that game. I apologize. I said zero. He has one. Then I'm taking the receiver. Okay. That one touchdown is the deciding factor. I mean, ultimately, because the quarterback had 287 yards throwing in a Super Bowl and two touchdowns, this guy had 11 receptions. 215 receiving yards like on his like a receiver in the playoffs in the playoffs you want to talk playoffs yeah people already know who you are at that point for you to still get 11 receptions for 215 yards i mean the the big ticker here is the 1500 receptions yeah that's fair okay so you just knocked off the cinderella of the 22 seed do you want? Do you have a guess on who this player is? 
that you just for eliminated? 77,000 yards? No, I don't know. Drew Brees. Okay, I'm fine with this decision. Okay. So now we got wow. the we got that's the, the running back that's versus the NFL the record too, isn't it? That's why that number is still shocking. It's so shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, All right, let's go to the next one. The running back here and this yep. quarterback. This is hard now because you know who it is. The running back, I don't. Yeah, you're right. You don't know the running back. But that receiver that I just took to the finals, I know. And the quarterback that I just picked on the last one, I know. The one that you're going to pick right now, you mean? Most likely, yeah. That was my worry. that the, Eventually it was eventually it was going to happen, but I wanted to go with but it. But I so. mean, like, n- no disrespect to this running back, but I mean, so you're 5-5 five five in the playoffs. You average 89 yards a game. You know, so we already know you're taking the quarterback. Like you've you've said it. So we're gonna eliminate the running back who was my 13th seed. Okay. So that running back was Ladanian Tomlinson. I was getting ready to freaking say that. Like I swear to God, I was getting ready to just be like LT. It was LT. So you have not known the seeds or anything, and guess what? Huh. The one and two seed have made it to the championship. Bullshit. Dead serious. My wow! One two, my one and two seed made it to your championship. And honestly, I mean, it's it. I'm taking Tom Brady over Jerry Rice. Like, I mean, that's just gonna be it. But yeah. Okay, there you go. And look at you just dropping the names just like that. Yep. Congratulations. So Tom Brady beats out Jerry Rice for the top 32. The final four you had: Drew Brees, Ladanian Tomlinson. Jerry Rice and Tom Brady. That is your final four. I think I feel like that's a pretty good top four. It is. It's a great top four. Like everybody will argue the running back, I'm sure. Um, you know, like, oh well what about this player's probably better? But like if you go off of stats, like this guy was pretty elite and LTQ was. And so, he just beat out Barry Sanders. <laughs> barely beat out Barry Sanders. <laughs> Damn it. Just imagine. Imagine if I would have picked Barry Sanders. So that would – if you would have picked Barry Sanders, you would add my one, two, and five in your Elite Eight. Or sorry, in your Final Four. Do you want me to read off my seedings? Yeah. Okay. And again, this is what I did. So I did – I broke them up into chunks of four – Till I got to 32, and then I tried to get it so they would match up better. So sometimes, like, I may have a player at ranked, say, seventh when really he might be my fifth best. Like, I just – I broke it up into chunks to try to make it so it was easier for the bracket. So, player one, Tom Brady. Two, Jerry Rice. Three, Joe Montana. Four, Walter Payton. Five, Barry Sanders. Six, Jim Brown. Seven, Randy Moss. Eight, Peyton Manning. Nine, Emmett Smith, which was probably high, but I had to do it just off of stats. Uh, nine? Yeah. Um, and I had to just do it off of stats because that's what I was trying to go off of. Ten, John Elway. Eleven, Dan Marino. Both the guys that you knocked out in the first round. Uh, Twelve, Terrell Owens. Thirteen, LT. Fourteen, Marshall Falk. Uh, five, Steve Largent. Or, sorry, fifteen, Steve Largent. Sixteen, Brett Favre. 17, Eric Dickerson, 18, Don Hudson, 
19, Tony G, 20, AP, 21, Julio, 22, Drew Brees, 23, Larry Fitz, 24, Steve Young, 25, Tony Dorsett, 26, Chris Carter, 27, Rob Gronkowski, 28, Fred Taylor, coincidence that he actually is 28 as well, number 29, Calvin Johnson, 30, Earl Campbell, 31, Shannon Sharp, 32, Antonio Gates. Who did you have in front of Steve Young? You have Drew Brees in front of Steve Young, which is fair, but I, I do right, right in front of him. And him then who and, else was? Larry Fitz. Him and Larry Fitz were the two, the two guys in front of him. Dude, wow. Steve Young. Steve Young's one of my all-time favorite players. But if you're going off of stats of what Steve Young accomplished as a quarterback compared to what Larry Fitz has accomplished as a wide receiver, yeah, like. Larry Fitz is second in almost every category. Dude, this has been incredible. <laughs> this is, I, I, I've really, really, really enjoyed this. This has been fun. I mean, I don't know if our listeners enjoyed it at all because it's just numbers and you're probably like, I'm not writing these down. I'm driving while I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. But um, it was fun for us and it was interesting to see. Loved that my one and two made it to your final and your championship. That is crazy that they did, though. Like, that was a complete accident. Yeah, until you got to the final four, that's when you started realizing who they were. Like, I think yeah. I think that that Elite Eight Final Four matchup, and, it, you know, it's probably me giving away too easy a stats to figure that out. But I'm just trying I to – I mean, once the I – stats. The points of this yeah. exercise was stats only. Yep. So, crazy. There we go. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. All right. So uh, we are going to be back next week. We're going to have an interview or two coming in. So we're excited about that. We're excited to start doing some other off-field or sorry, off-season things to get get things going and hearing about how uh, NFL is reaching out to teams saying that you can't go basically off campus during training camp and you can't work uh, do any practices with other people. We'll we'll dive into that. Other teams. And it's going to be exciting times. So, as always, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on wherever you get your podcast. If that's Spotify, if that's Apple Store, if that's Google Play Store, wherever you get them, please subscribe. Please rate us. Please give us feedback. We're really looking for that. We want to know how we can make this a more enjoyable podcast for you. We want to be as as best entertainers as we can be. You can always find us at talking underscore football you can find myself at justin treese and then austin at austin cham 33 on twitter uh reach out to us let's play some games let's let's get some interaction going it's going to be a good time and tonight we've been talking football <laughs>